to another episode of 25 Days of Christmas, an Advent podcast where we watch a Christmas movie or special every day until Christmas. I'm Patricia, and I'm here with my sister, Carlene. Hello, everyone. And today we're going to be talking about the 1990 comedy film Home Alone, which has become a major Christmas classic, uh, and we are definitely really excited about it because it's been a while since we've seen it. Yes, it's been a few years, I think. Yeah, it has been a few years. So, taking place in Chicago, it focuses on the McAllister family getting ready to go on a trip to Paris. And the youngest uh, in the family, named Kevin, is really, really rambunctious and wanting all the attention and wanting to know about if he's going to be able to pack his suitcase or not and really upset that he wasn't able to get his cheese pizza. So, he's basically like the pushover of the family. Everybody thinks that he's really annoying. And so, he wishes that he never sees his family again, that he can be home alone. And so, he actually gets his wish because when they're rambunctiously leaving to go over to the airport to catch their flight they leave their son accidentally and it's the story about how his reactions are staying home alone and the mother named Kate trying to do everything she can so that she can return before Christmas and along the way we have two thieves named Marv and Harry who are going around and stealing people's stuff around their homes while they're gone for the holidays. And the thing that they're eyeing on is the McAllister house. And Kevin is uh, doing all that he can to protect the house. And he sets up a bunch of booby traps so that they don't make their way into the house and steal the stuff. And yeah, this is a pretty basic story in terms of that. But there's just a lot of stuff going on. So I don't know if it's basic. I think it's just a classic. So there's like... It's one of those things where, like, if you haven't seen Home Alone, where have you been living? Under yes, a rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And where have this? Where's this rock that you've been living under that you have not seen Home Alone? Especially, you've only had thirty years of an, of an opportunity. Exactly. We're talking about at some point. You're. I'm having an interesting fact to tell you about this. Did you know that Home Alone? was the highest-grossing Christmas film of all time until 2018's Illuminations, The Grinch. Wow, that is... Wow, that is shocking. Yes, and it was the highest-grossing action film of all time until, believe it or not, The Hangover Part 2. Wow. Yeah. So for... Very de- interesting movies that come and take the space, and, like, I don't... I wouldn't consider Home Alone action... It just feels like one of those movies that, like, everyone has will have an opportunity to watch. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those huge movies. You exactly, know? It's yeah. like, it's for Christmas, it's for your childhood, it's for just everything, you know? Yeah, it's even for the parents who are concerned about their mm-hmm. child. 
So, yeah, I think that let's talk about what we really liked about this movie. Okay. Yeah, there's just a ton of things I really love about this movie. The first thing I want to talk about is the music. The music Mm. by John Williams is fantastic. Definitely one of his best scores. You may know John Williams' music for things such as the Indiana Jones films and Star Wars and Superman and the Harry Potter films. So he's really well known for his music. And this definitely, the moment that the movie starts, it definitely brings you into that Christmas atmosphere and mood. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I... Like, this movie is a Christmas movie. Like, it's the themes in Christmas. It's about Christmas. It's it's beautiful. It shows Christmas in the most beautiful way. You know, it's um, a story about, like, family and how important they are for the holidays. So, yeah, the music is great. The, yeah. The visuals are great. Um, I love how hilarious it is. Now, we talk about a lot. We've talked a lot about nostalgia, like how certain movies or certain things are linked to our childhood. Yeah. And so therefore it has a different, we appreciate it more than just for its beauty or for its intricacies or whatever. We can appreciate something in the way that it was part of our development and part of our childhood. Yeah. And home alone is that movie, you know, I don't remember how early or how young we were when we first saw it. Definitely not in 1990. No, definitely not. I was two. (laughs) And I was four. (laughs) So we were not watching this movie. But we, whenever we actually did, you know, end up watching it, it just became part of our childhood. I think we started watching it when both Home Alones 1 and 2 became more available to watch on television Mm -hmm. and when it were released on VHS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... I mean, this little kid is hilarious. Yeah. So he's a brat, right? He starts mm-hmm. off being a brat. Mm-hmm. And his family is a little bit kind, you know, they're a little bit, in my opinion, a bit too aggressive for him, you know, like, and also a little bit negligent. Like the parents were a little bit negligent. And then the adults were like his aunt or, you know, is not, doesn't care about him. And his uncle's too, really rude. Yes. And then his siblings and cousins, like, Really treat him like at the bottom, like at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, it makes sense because he is the youngest. It makes sense that they maybe exclude him from some of their like older kid activities, but to treat him like dirt—that was I don't know. I think the reason why more so like he's treated that way is because he's so bratty. Like he he whines and complains, and and not that I'm saying he doesn't have the right to, you know, in yeah. some situations like he does get the short end of the stick. But he's just, like, a big personality amongst a lot of personalities. Yeah. Um, and, but his character is hilarious. Like, not only is it funny and the comedic timing of this kid is hilarious. Like, it's on point. Yeah. The storyline is funny. And, like, we, obviously, the crazy thing is, like, it depends when you watch certain things Ooh, how, what, how, your takeaway. So since we grew up with this story in this movie, like you only, I've only ever seen it and experienced it from a comedic standpoint, from an like enjoyability and not only that's a word, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think that when you were a kid, I think the highlight for this movie are the booby traps. Uh, of course, the booby traps, the story, like how he executes, you know, like this Mulan, let's get down to business kind of thing. Yes. But, like, as an adult, I'm not going to lie, like, there's sometimes memes that float around, like, how certain villains get a bad rep, you know? And you're like, as an adult, you can now see, like, hey, they were living their peaceful life and these little brats came along and did something. And you can see how, like, maybe they're not such villains. Yeah. 
with um, Home Alone, um, you know, like looking at some of the scenes were really funny then. But now, like as an adult, you look at them and you're like, that is terrifying. Or that is really like not okay. Or like, hey, you know, like in the real world, that really will not fit. Like you leave your child and and just, you know, like for days and like the mom, aside from her, the rest of the family wasn't in any kind of panic. Nope. Um, even the father, like if the siblings or the uncle and aunt, but like even the father was not in any kind of panic that his child is left alone who's eight years old. The the crooks or the, you know, the thieves. Like, yeah. They're really like horrendous, you know, like not only are you breaking into people's homes, like the whole wet bandit thing me and Patty were talking about, like not only have you like violated someone's home and their privacy and stolen from them, now you like destroy their home by flooding it. Yes. Like that's so... Like, a whole other level of cruelty. Yeah. Imagine that this family, after returning home from the holidays, they see that not only their stuff was stolen, they not they see that not only the Christmas presents that they had under their tree is gone, their entire house is flooded, and they have to pay thousands of dollars worth of damage. It's just, it's just so bad. And, like, and when you're a kid or when you're, like, young, you're not even paying attention to those details. Yeah. Until later, you're like, oh, man, that's horrendous. Like... And then, of course, obviously, some of the booby traps are super aggressive and super violent. Yeah, I mean, we have everything from uh, Harry's hand being completely burned when he touches the doorknob, his head being burned Torched. with a blowtorch. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Marv's feet going through a lot of pain with mm-hmm. the nail and mm-hmm. the Christmas ornaments. Uh, akin to, like, John McClane's Die Hard, in which his feet are in bad damage mm-hmm. when he steps on the glass. So, yeah, I I think I even remember a YouTube video once where a doctor actually analyzed all of the stuff that happened in Home Alone and would um, do a diagnosis about, like, what damage would happen to these villains. Yeah, no, that... that, (laughs) Obviously, we know a lot of these things that in real life you would not survive. No. or, Or definitely not have enough energy to keep going through the house. You would have to take yourself very quickly to a hospital. Yeah. If I had gotten shot by that BB gun, I would have been like, nope, that's it. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Like once I just saw even even moving around, like one thing is like be like robbing a home. Another thing is like there's someone there. So what are you going to do? Are you going to kidnap them? Are you going to like murder them? Are you going to tie them up? Like so, so once there's like another person involved, like your crime just like elevates. So like if it was me, I would have seen the house full of people and just never come back to that house. But I know there was a like an asphyxiation with that home. Like he really was like wanted to he saw that as his crown jewel, but Yes. But no, I think I honestly like this movie is such an enjoyable movie. It's fun, it's funny. You know, like we also get to see his character grow up a little bit and mm-hmm. to, and like he wished for something and when he thought he had his wish, he realized that's not really what he wanted. And yeah. it kind of brought back the attention to how important it is to have your family. And even sometimes when your family aren't always the best, you know, a family that loves you, you know, is, is some it's a family that you're gonna want around. Yeah, and he really learns this lesson, especially when he meets up with the old man mm-hmm. when he learns about his backstory involving with him not speaking with his son. Mm-hmm. And even though they're, like, trying to teach this lesson through an eight-year-old's, like, how you have to conquer your fears and how you have to have, like, show some independence and grow up a bit while also, like, in recognizing the value of importance of family, like, it seems very, <laughs> a little too grown up for him. He does a really good job of, of kind of showing that, you know. 
he gives good advice to this old man. And, um, yeah, I don't know. What were your favorite parts about the movie? Uh, my favorite parts about the movie were definitely seeing Kevin just exploring the house by himself mm-hmm. and being able to do whatever he wanted. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, a highlight for me is when he was watching Angels with Filthy Souls mm-hmm. and he was using the audio so that he can be able to fool people to thinking mm-hmm. that they were at home. Yeah, I like that part a lot. Yeah, the, the pizza delivery guy mm-hmm. and then Marv when he was sneaking into the house. Mm-hmm. So that was a highlight for me. Another highlight for me was obviously the booby traps mm-hmm. and uh, Kate's determination to get mm-hmm. back home so that she can be with her son because she knows that he's left home alone. Mm-hmm. Um, a scene that's kind of like overshadowed me was the situation with the polka players. Mm. Like we learn about that oh, yeah. they were like the polka kings of the Midwest and we learned the backstories about a lot of them that they've been gone like 49 weeks out mm-hmm. of the year and they've only sold like 600 albums mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty depressing. It's like you have this like two-bit nobody band who's gone for the majority of the year not being with their families Mm -hmm. and for what yeah i mean it's you know we understand that people have like passions and and like uh goals and like dreams yeah and of course it's important to follow those things but i think seeing how these people are sacrificing like the time spent with their family and the quality of relationships. Yeah, you're right. Like it was kind of like that didn't seem like a good exchange. Yeah. I I mean, the only thing that people would remember about that scene was the time in which when um, the the Polka King's son was Mm -hmm. at a funeral parlor and he was staring at the body Mm -hmm. all day and he didn't speak to his parents for like six or seven weeks. Yeah, like he's always talking about like a serious trauma. Like this child had PTSD and... um, and yeah, like you're saying, like it's it's just kind of like if you look at this movie, it has very many layers, and I think that's what's enjoyable. Like when you are at different levels, you you intake certain material or certain um, information, and it's enjoyable. And then like the older you get, or the more the different perspectives you see, you can take in different things. Yeah, like there's a one moment that was a blink and you miss it, where Kevin spills the milk. In the table after he realizes that Buzz had ate all the cheese pizza and the dad was actually cleaning it up with the napkin and he accidentally threw away Kevin's plane ticket mm. into the trash. So even if Kevin would have made it into the airport alongside with him, he would have had a ticket. Mm-hmm. And it, maybe it was just almost fortuitous showing you what's what's to come. You know what I mean? Like an insight into the fact that he was never going to be a part of this trip. Exactly. No. Yeah. I just overall, I think if you haven't seen it, where where have you been, right? Where have like, you been? <laughs> but by chance, of course, you know, it's a movie you cannot, you shouldn't not watch. I think you, you would enjoy it and I recommend it. Yeah, to absolutely. Anyone and everyone. Yeah. So let's rank to see how often we would see this movie. Every year, every few years, or once or never again. I think for me personally, I could get away with watching it every year. Okay. Like, I, I don't think I would get tired of it, but... I'm not going to make the effort to do it, if that makes sense. Like, it's not something I'm like, oh, let me run and do this and watch. But if it happened, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be too bad. I wouldn't feel too, like, saturated by it. Okay. As for me, I would watch it every year. This is one of the mm-hmm. essential Christmas movies I would tune into every year. Okay. All right, let's rate it. So how many Santas? Oh, that's really, that's a, that's a tricky one. I probably would go between 4.6, 4.8. 
Mm, wow. Okay. So pretty much the same score that you gave Klaus. Yeah. Um, For different reasons, obviously. Like, we've talked about how beautiful Klaus was. I wouldn't say this movie's beautiful, uh, Home Alone, but it's nostalgic and hilarious. I mean, it is beautiful, especially with yeah, the Christmas I mean, lights. It's true. Like, there's beauty to it. But, like, I mean, like, there's something about the way that Klaus is crafted that it feels whimsical oh, okay. and beautiful. And I wouldn't say Home Alone feels whimsical and beautiful. I would say it's it feels like my childhood and it feels hilarious. And okay. Yeah, I would give it uh, four Santas out of five. Okay. All right, then. So that is our discussion of Home Alone. Let us know in the comments below about your thoughts of Home Alone. Would you see it every year, every few years, or once or never again? How would you rate it? Let us know about your personal thoughts on the movie itself. What are your favorite moments? Um, and if you like this uh, video, give it a thumbs up. Yeah, if you like this video, give it a thumbs up. Share it with your friends. Subscribe and all that good stuff. <laughs> and yeah, tune in next time as we're going to be talking about another Christmas movie or special. So until then, see you later. Bye-bye. Gaze upon the sky Christmas on my mind Somewhere from a place up high above There's a song of love Travel